Welcome to Think Queerly, a thought leadership podcast that cultivates inclusion, understanding, and social evolution for a more accepting, equitable, and humane world. I'm your host, writer and mind mastery coach, Darren Steele. And on the show, I explore LGBTQ2S plus history and social justice. And I speak with other queer leaders who are working to make a meaningful difference in their communities and for the world. As a coach, I empower LGBTQ plus creators and change makers and self-mastery to create a life they love by doing what they love with greater ease and efficiency. I'm calling today's episode, When You Freely Love Who You Are, You Can Freely Create a Life You Love. The other day I was working with a client, and of course I want to make sure that I keep any client's information confidential, but sometimes a discussion or an idea comes up that I can share with you because it's part of one's evolution the transformation in being who we want to be, showing up as our most, and I'm going to put in quotation marks here, authentic selves. And I'm going to come back to that word because it's kind of a, it's kind of an annoying word. So the backstory is that this individual wants to come out and they are out to other gay men like themselves, but they are not out to their partner or their children. And this has been going on for some time, and they've been struggling with this, trying to figure out when is the right time, like the right time. Is there ever a right time? There's just the time. And why? What's holding them back. We talked a lot about their history, experiences, what their life is like, what they might gain by coming out, what they might lose by coming out, what would be the best case scenario for finally coming out, what would be the worst case scenario for finally coming out. And I mention all of these things because if you've not been able to fully express who you are, who you know you are, and who you want to be, well, there's clearly been some reasons for that. And some of those reasons may have been conditioning, how you were brought up in your religion, in your familial environment, family and or ethnic traditions. And and when, when you got married or when you were born, because the older we are, the more normative some of the conditions that were imposed upon us and the frameworks and or the walls that we have created up and around ourselves that are environments in which we live, in which we find our comfort, in which we find our safety, in which we might call home, whether that be an idea or whether that be a physical space like a house or a condo or even a country. The thing is, coming out is never your fault. One of the issues that was coming up that we talked about was, if I come out, I'm going to hurt these people, or these people might not trust me. But 
When in your own life have you perhaps concealed something, maybe because you needed to protect someone or you thought you had to do that, or you've made certain decisions that you know would impact others, but they were the best thing for you to do, and it was about taking care of your needs first, not being selfish or self-centered in an egotistical way, but being self-focused, understanding your own self-mastery so that you can be the best person that you want to be. Now, coming back to the title of this episode, when you freely love who you are, you can freely create a life you love. This is important. This is actually my purpose statement. This is about acceptance and connection and care. This is about what I just said at the very top of the episode when I introduced the podcast. I cultivate LGBTQ plus acceptance and leadership. My background in behavioral change science, the neuroscience of transformational coaching, has really helped me to understand how our emotions are really the root of everything. These Our emotions are what drive us. The most basic core emotional drivers are things like thirst or or hunger or lust or even play, which is a kind of exploration. I was just out with my dog this morning. He wants to sniff everywhere. His drive is a prey drive to sniff, 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 to understand who's been there, what prey is there. Well, as human beings, we do have a play, not a prey, unless we're looking for (laughs) sexual fun. But that's a kind of a weird way of saying it, right? You know, I'm on the prey, I'm on the hunt. But getting back to my big idea here, if we do not feel comfortable with our emotional drives, if that is causing discomfort, there's going to be tension and you're going to feel stress. You're not going to feel like you can be or say or do what you want to do and who you want to be. If you are always hiding a part of yourself, there's going to be a resonance that other people are going to pick up. Like there's something that person isn't telling me and that might not even be a conscious awareness. We have more internal senses going on with respect to how we manage feeling safe in the world in different environments and around other people. We make split decisions at an unconscious level as well as very quick decisions on a conscious level. You've heard the expression, you know, first impressions. Well, we do make a very quick assessment of anyone we meet which doesn't mean that if you make a bad first impression, you can't correct it if the other person gives you the opportunity to do so. But think about the layers of complexity that go on. Like, how do you decide you like someone? Even maybe before they open their mouth and say something, you could just sort of feel something. You sense something. You see how they move. And if you were to be able to pick out what sense it is that gives you this awareness that there's something off about this person, 
or something something, meaning you don't know what it is, but you want to know what it is, what are those senses? When those senses are not firing and going ping, 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 pay attention to me, we're comfortable. We feel safe in our environment, in the environment of our mind and how we think and how we feel and the perception of our feelings in relation to what's going on emotionally and the other people we're around. And then we would feel in this situation that it would be safe to come out and we could deal with whatever implications or consequences or other difficult emotions that are other people's emotions that we would be able to listen and respond and have patience because the challenge of revealing a big personal truth like I'm gay or I'm trans or I'm lesbian when you've been and it's not about not being honest it's just about you've been protecting yourself because you've wanted to be truly who you are and love who you are for so long but the conditions the traditions, the norms in which you find yourself have influenced and outweighed your ability, your skill to feel like you could handle whatever happens when you finally make the decision to come forward and to come out. And to repeat, when you freely love who you are, you can freely create a life you love. It seems so simple. It almost seems mundane to say that, but free and love show up twice in that short sentence. Freedom to be who you are. Freedom to me also connotes or means a peace of mind, a satisfaction, um, the, the freedom to feel safe. And love, what is love but at the mammalian, the most animal part of our brain, acceptance, connection, and care, to feel accepted by others, to feel like you belong, to feel connected to your friends, to your family, to your partner, to feel connected to an organization. You can even feel connected to a country, and they call that patriotism or nationalism. A life. You only have one life. And you can only decide about the quality of your own life and the amount of freedom and the ability to love who you want to love, which starts with yourself first and fully and to me, if we were to talk about authenticity, that is authenticity. Freely loving who you are so you can freely create a life you love. And of course, there may be other conditions and restrictions and challenges. Maybe you don't have a very high paying job and that creates limitations in your life. Maybe you live in a country or an environment that is highly religious and it would be very difficult to come out. These are the considerations that have to be taken 
for your own peace of mind, for your own safety, about what it is you're going to do and whether the environment you're in is conducive and safe enough for you to come out or whether you would actually have to try and leave the country, which is why we have organizations like Rainbow Refugee and Rainbow Railroad where LGBTQ plus individuals who would otherwise be persecuted, jailed, or even killed for being who they are have to flee the country and everything that they grew up understanding and identifying with and all of their family and all of their loved ones so that they can freely live who they are and freely create a life they love. So that's not to draw a comparison to say that, you know, a refugee in an anti-LGBTQ country has it worse off than the person living in a metropolitan area in North America who has a decent middle-class income and owns property and has a good job and a pension and a 401k or an RSP if you live in Canada. That's not to say one is less than one experience is more traumatic or you know, more worthy of consideration. No, this goes back to there's no right time to come out. There's no right way to come out. If this is a question that you're concerned with, if this is something that you're dealing with, if you are in the closet in any way, it does require planning. It does require thinking about What kind of prediction and response do you want when you decide to come out? And by that I mean the where, the environment. Where would you feel most comfortable and most safe coming out? Who is involved in your life with whom you are intricately entwined? Like, are you married? Do you have a uh, partner in, in, in common law? There are so many things to consider, but ultimately, sometimes, yes, it's a spontaneous moment and you decide enough, enough. I'm just going to come out now and we'll deal with it as it happens. And other times it is important to take time and give consideration to how you can do this in a mindful compassionate, skillful way. And by skillful, I mean how well you will be able to manage yourself so that you can help the others to whom you come out understand. Because there may be blame from other people. There may be accusations and, and, and worse, there could be statements like, get out of my life. All of those possible scenarios are best prepared for so that you can go into the coming out process without expectation, but instead preparation. And I think that's a good place to stop. If this really resonates with you, or if you know someone that you care about who has been talking about coming out, however they identify, and is struggling for whatever reason, 
this is this is my wheelhouse this is one of my specialties in coaching even though i don't really speak about or advertise it per se i have a lot of understanding and compassion for this process the emotions that are involved and this is not about when you should come out or the right time as i've already said this is about when it's right for you and if this is you or someone you know then i'll put a link in the show notes where you can um, pick a time and meet with me for a discovery session that's complimentary um, and we can have a conversation about where you're at and why you feel it's time to talk about this and what might be some of your next steps forward so thank you for listening i hope this has been interesting and inspiring for you and remember if you can't think straight well think queerly <laughs>